Okay, now going back to talking about jazz deep throat and corn dogs. All I heard was what, and then. I thought you said that there are no dinosaurs in your universe. I lied. <laughs> and Harlan's first response was good. That just proves I'm the main character. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't yeah. see any other choice. Turner, you said that you had got me a bunch of sneak attack dice. I don't see sneak attack dice in here. Do you have your metal dice? Yes. Was there a, another bag of no. three or four or five extra red D6s in there? No. Yeah, there were. No. Wasn't when I gave it to you. No. Yeah. No. Yes. There was a separate baggie of plastic red D6s. No. Did you give those to Jazz? I guess you that shit out. Jazz. Did I give- He did not give me those. Then somewhere in your house, there is a baggie of translucent red fucking dice. Oh, I do remember them. What the fuck? <laughs> He's making it up. I do remember them. I don't. I do remember them. Oh, I wonder what that uncomfortable feeling was in my butt this entire time. <laughs> I didn't double check. You're right. You did. Cause I was. Cause I opened up the thing. I was like, Jesus Christ, these dice are heavy. And he's like, Wait, where's my sneak attack dice? <laughs> <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to the Gimme the Loot podcast, the Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition actual play podcast that actually discovered the Northwest Passage, but sucks so bad at maps that it ended up getting credited to somebody else because we really didn't write it down. And look, it's a long way to go and it's cold up there. I mean, we're from the South. Well, most of us are. Some of us are. Some of us are. Anyway, my name's Turner. I'll be your dungeon master and host of pre, mid, and post-show announcements but I will absolutely not be your navigator. That's what Google is for. Or Waze, if you're fancy. But dear God, not Apple Maps. That's just horrendous. Season 2, Episode 12. A fight ensues with some characters that are similar to, but legally distinct, from a pirate-themed anime with a lot of episodes, which shall remain unnamed for one to have some peace of mind. If you're a new listener, welcome. We absolutely appreciate you joining us. And hey, if you're a returning listener, welcome back. New or old, absolutely appreciate you making time for us in your busy podcast listening schedule. And of course, special thank you to our patrons whose investment in the show helps us bring you bigger and better content. Hang out after the show to find out exactly what they get for their support besides the well-earned feeling of moral superiority. Just a quick early announcement. I know I normally talk about this stuff mid-show, but this is one of two episodes that will be coming out this week. As promised, you're getting both halves of this fight in the same week. The back half of it will drop at the end of the week. Again, thank you all for being so patient. The last month or so have been a little bit wacky with some IRL stuff, and things are starting to balance out back again, and we are getting back into our regular rhythms with publishing, both the regular content as well as the bonus content. Y'all are fantastic and have been completely understanding, and thank you so much for that. It really speaks to the level of maturity that our listeners really, really bring to the table, which is good, because this is a show full of mature content. Not mature in the sense of the word that it's emotionally mature, but mature in the sense of the word that it's not a family-friendly show. Due to a mix of profanity, crude humor, violence, and gore. So yeah, we really appreciate you being fucking grown-ups about everything. Hey, and good news, only a few more of these particular types of pre-show announcements left. Because 
Election Day is right around the corner, which means it's time to get excited, folks. And I know, I know you may have a hard time getting the old fires burning for a gubernatorial election or a school board election or even a congressional election. But guys, they all matter. Every single election matters now. It's a fight. It's a fight for the people we love. It's a fight for our friends. It's a fight for equality. It's a fight for bodily autonomy. And it's a fight we've got to win. We can't get discouraged or complacent. So whether the polls say we're down by 10 or up by 15 points, we've still got to get out there as a group and we got to vote. The last election showed us every single vote matters. Every single vote is the difference between freedom and fascism. It doesn't take much to be a better hero than one of the party of five. Here's our chance. So, with that out of the way, let's start the show. And we're back with the Party of Five. It's your boy Holland playing Todd the Tiefling, T to the O double D, your favorite bounty hunter's favorite bounty hunter, BTE, aka Big Tide Energy. Ugh. The best Tide ever. Oh, Jesus. There you go. <laughs> You started off with like a little slow with that, like you lost your dice, but then you picked up momentum towards the end there. So it was, a, you know, started off a little slow, was, mm-hmm. like you'd thrown away a cherished birthday present, <laughs> but then you built up to true, true, true Toddness at the end. <laughs> I'm let you know. Speaking of birthday present, the I've been rolling these dice. I don't like the way they roll. This fucking cocksucker. Here we go. And I don't like them. I'm saying that I only rolled fives. Here we go. There we go. I wasn't rolling anything above a five, so guess what? There it is. There it is. There it is. <laughs> is that on purpose or accident? We'll never know. <laughs> yeah, that's what's like. <laughs> They're loaded. Oh man. Uh, this is Andrew playing Moa Mossberg. Uh, end of quote. Well done, sir. Well <laughs> done. Mm. Well done. Okay. Uh, this is Jamie playing Eldrin Thaneros. And did you know? that the world's largest spider is the Goliath bird eater, and it can grow. I did know that. Did you really? Yeah. Please don't interrupt other people's intros. (laughs) 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 Did you know interrupting somebody else's bit is a douchey move? I did know that. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, the Goliath bird eater can have a leg span of up to one foot long and can weigh up to six ounces. It's a pretty beefy spider. Okay. Now, Moyle, did you know that? I did know that. I think you should add in that that weird spider thing that people were reporting in the Afghanistan desert. It's not not actually a spider. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I think you should I think you should add that to your intro. <laughs> is he noting me for his intro? Is that what his thing is? Yeah, yeah. He interrupted you. He answered your rhetorical question yeah. <laughs> and then fucking gave you notes on your intro at the end of it. And all of this is staying in. <laughs> In the same in the same vein as Todd and throughout the podcast, everyone is disappointed in everyone, <laughs> and you should add this, that, and the other. <laughs> Speaking of stepping on people's lines and being disappointed in people, Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. This is. <laughs> We're back, baby. <laughs> this is Jazz, and I wish I was Chance. <laughs> Um, this is your boy Jazz. It's my birthday. I'm playing Fate. Um, and I realized today that I work in IT. I play a wizard on this podcast. Somewhere in there's a good pun about spell checker. I'll come back to it one day. On a podcast less traveled, here's the <laughs> intro I would have beefed. Spell checker, spell checker would have actually been kind of okay. Today is my birthday, guys. Uh, I know you're listening to this four months later, but <laughs> <laughs> this, I'm sorry, this is too I can't. I was like, <laughs> and I am Anthony, who plays Babatunde. <laughs> 
You notice how they get cornier and cornier as we go through the list? It's just me and me and Mo bring bring the funny, and it just gets gets. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> is that is that what we're calling it? <laughs> we bring the excellence, and then what is funny about Todd's intro at this point? It's the execution of it. No, no, no. It's 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 nothing funny. It's the excellence. It's, it's just dead by the time it gets to me. It, it's a it's a beat horse. <laughs> it's a beat horse by the time it gets to me. <laughs> It's definitely dead by the time it gets to you. <laughs> Sir Killer. Sir. <laughs> right. Where we left off, you guys had departed on the ocean. You're trying to actually skirt the exterior current of the inner sea heading south. Uh, so you could do a counterclockwise spin around the inner sea, the shortest path to Sama from Normir, without having to loop around the God Spire and go the long way or encounter any of the crazier stuff or disturbances you might see towards the inner sea as you get closer to the God Spire. Unfortunately, your ship was waylaid by the hypnotic signal of a goo monster that had buried itself in the sand and was doing some psychic anglerfish action and using its mutated triton to lure people in to try and convert them over to uh, to well to be eaten and or mentally converted into uh, into slug and lobster people. We got the introduction of Chance. You guys jumped down, got splattered by some goo hawks, got uh, a little bit of an anemone action um, before finally figuring out something was up punching uh, the face off of one of the uh, one of the acolytes of the aboleth and then scampering back to the boat as the aboleth tried to shut her free from underground uh, the boat having been freed panicked from the loss of control and the sudden biting pain of uh, Moyle's shark form into her rudder <laughs> bolted deeper directly towards the inner sea uh, with uh, man, it's man segnezzle man segnezzle <laughs> unable to regain control because as you get closer to the god spire Things get a little bit weirder. The current gets a little bit stronger. The waters start to glow and you start to get pulled along into the clockwise current and are now rocketing along at a high speed. When Segnezel warned you that you guys had entered into a Gozerian latitude where if you let your mind wander and you imagine something, it might appear from the mists to attack you. You all did a fabulous job of clearing your minds, except for Baba, which uh, uncharacteristically so, had a little bit of a troubled mind. Maybe it was uh, the fact that he is on his way to discover what had happened to his family. Maybe it was the Angry Cat 2020. Well, we don't know. <laughs> but his mind drifted back to a series of, uh, of illustrated uh, scrolls that his friends were always trying to get him to read about a mythical group of pirates who were questing after this fabulous treasure. And that's when you saw the ship uh, begin to drift towards you out of the mist. It just popped right in there. <laughs> yes, just popped right in there. <laughs> Uh, so a, a caravel ship with a Latin sails and a, cent uh, a central stern rudder with a, a what, like a fucking sheep <laughs> masthead. I don't know what's going on with that, that masthead <laughs> uh, with a cannon out in the front, which if I remember correctly, doesn't get hardly used ever at all. I'm not really sure why that cannon's there in the stories, but apparently it never gets used at all. Started barreling down on you. You heard uh, a, a shout from across the mist. You can see a odd array of characters standing on the deck of the boat as it charges to you. A woman at the helm, a man in a straw hat, arms flapping weirdly in the breeze like one of those floppy, uh, hey, how you doing, guys? Come come buy a used car for me things that you've seen at the driverless carriage lots. And you hear a shout of, I'm going to be king of the pirates as he comes barreling towards you. <laughs> you have not gotten a long rest, so you still uh, are missing all the resources and spell slots from your encounter with the Aboleth and its acolytes. Andrew, you can definitely have been hanging on to the boat in shark form this entire time, but 
I'm going to say you only have a couple minutes of shark form left, unless you want to choose to have climbed up before then. You guys were going for a, a little bit. Get full crazy speed, catamaran, hydrofoils, lifted up, bizarre magical turbo boost coming out of uh, this this boat that is also a Warforged. You, you would have probably gotten time for a short rest, so I'll let you get a short rest if you want to roll some hit dice to get any HP back. Um, but any spell slots or any resources like that are still missing. And you would be at the back end of your uh, of your hour-long duration on your pod. How long is Polymorph? Is it an hour, Andrew? Yeah, I believe it's an hour. Let me double check real quick. Most of everyone got healed before we finished that fight, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I'm at full health. Yeah, so am I. I'm not. I don't remember. One spell slot used. Well, how'd you guys get healed? I don't think you guys took a bunch of damage. I don't took. I don't. T- I didn't take any damage. We didn't take much damage. Yeah, I did not. Oh, I'm. I'm almost dead. J- Jamie and them before the fight had taken some damage. Yeah, <laughs> you are almost dead. One hour. Yeah. I would like to have jumped onto the boat shortly after catching on and uh, throw in some short rest. Do it. Go for it. How many dice? I'm going to use one, two, three, four dice. Four. It takes four dice to get to the center of a moil. <laughs> okay, so Moyle had crawled back on board and, and taken a short rest. Is there anything else you guys are doing to prep? Despite your ship's nature as being the fastest one any of you had ever encountered, Moyle, you are particularly impressed, actually probably being the only person who spent a regular, a large amount of time on a boat before, how fast this thing is moving. It may also be that you are now moving with the clockwise central current and just booking it. This ship still somehow seems to be gaining on you. What are you guys doing? I'm going to give you, actually, somebody roll me a D4, and that'll be how many rounds of prep you get before this ship catches up and or does something. Oh, I thought of a reason why Moyle is afraid of deep water. Yeah? If it's not too late. Sure. I rolled one. So you guys have one round of prep then. Fuck. Todd, what are you doing before the boat catches up? I thought he, I thought he rolled a four. I did. <laughs> he gave me. I rolled a one is what I heard. <laughs> no, okay. You got four rounds of prep. What is Todd doing? Todd's he knows action is happening. He knows it. He wants to get a good pump in before he does it. So he drops down and gives him 20 push-ups. I guess we really have to fucking give Todd the only person who still is going to talk in third person rule at this point. I think Todd is the exception. Oh my god. Todd knows. Todd knows what's coming. So Todd's going to go over here. Well, I, I, I I don't know how to act down. The Todd. I, I jump down on the ground and I do 10 pushups. I kind of, that's the- Just like that. <laughs> As like, I look around at everybody and, and I know I got to get my pump in. So I'm dropping down and I'm doing pushups the entire time. Hard eye contact with fate. Hard eye contact with fate. <laughs> that, that is, there you go. That's a good one. That is, that is. All right. So Todd is getting a quick pump in. Uh, nothing else you want to do prep wise, Toddington? Uh, nah, okay. nah. Todd's got his, I've got, I've got full energy. I'm feeling good. Just, just got to loosen up. I can see action and happening and you don't want to go into a battle with tight muscles because that's how you pull something. Everyone knows that. All right, Moyle, uh, you can see the enemy bearing down on you. You're, you just finished your long rest. You have a few moments before. Short rest. Short rest. Uh, what did I say? Long. <laughs> okay. You're right. You're right. I would have given you all your spell slots. I will take a, nope. I will take a long rest. <laughs> you should have. Nope. Yep. You missed your chance, <laughs> but you did get to correct me. So you, there you go. Hope you're satisfied. <laughs> so did I really miss a chance? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. You did. Now, short rest. You finish your short rest uh, and have a few extra moments as your enemy approaches. Any prep for Moyle? Any pre-battle casting? Anything like that? Uh, I'm going to go over to uh, the ship. That's kind of weird to say because she's everywhere. Yeah. 
<laughs> what, what portion of the, because you guys are all on the upper deck. An upper decker, eh? Yeah, you're an upper decker. <laughs> what portion of the ship would you head to when you say you're heading to? You? Where, where's the face? <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty much grown out of whichever portion of the ship. Like the natural figurehead, like uh, like the the like the figurehead, the masthead at the front of the ship uh, at the bow is where she is all the time or, or appears to be most of the times, but her face has grown and molded out of different parts of the ship at different times to talk to you. So yes, she is everywhere and she has the ability to speak to you and to manifest anywhere, but her kind of default position is at the front of the of the prow on the figurehead. Uh, so I'll go to the, the front. Okay. You go up the steps to the forecastle and go up to that railing. So she's, she's on like the, that like mermaid thing that they have at the front of ships, whatever those things are called. Yeah, exactly. But instead of being like a mermaid thing, it is really just a, a large mechanical face that sort of pushes forward to a point. It's like Thomas the Tank Engine. Yeah, very much, but but more angular. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's actually exactly right. Higher up, so it's not like at the waterline, and it narrows down, kind of planing towards a triangular face. So it's like a, it's like a sharp line at the front of her face that then comes back and it's pointed away from you. I mean, again, the ship is hauling ass, bumping up and down. In the back, you can see every time the ship will rise up and crash down, the spray of ocean will blast across you. You'll hear Spooky Leo go, as he kind of gets tossed in and out of camera in the background. But yeah, you're able to kind of get up to where you can speak to her. Um, So I'll I'll go up to her and um, how how is she looking? I mean, uh, is she just, is she just sailing? You know, is uh, there any... uh, Emotion in, in her face that says any any expression. Give me an insight check. Uh, what does a nine tell me? A nine tells you that Moyle hasn't had a ton of long term relationships, so he's not good at sussing out quiet, angry girlfriend vibe. So to you, everything seems okay. It seems like she's very focused on her task at hand. Um, Doesn't ignore you, but isn't necessarily turning her head to engage with you or manifesting a second face to talk to you. Just purposely plodding along at full speed, trying to get away from this, this pirate ship. I will tell you with the nine, you don't get that panic vibe anymore. It's now more of a determined, fuck, I've gotten us into the situation. I've got to get us out. You know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead mode. So, uh, so Moyle knows it's a very serious situation. Yeah. I mean, as much as Moyle ever knows that it's a serious situation. Yes. Okay. So let's see. Should Moyle flirt with the ship? Let's roll a dice on that one. Uh, if you want to do a intelligence check to see, or a yeah, what would be a good one for Moyle to know, f- try and suss? I get, just give me a second insight check to see if, uh, but you're doing it on yourself as to whether or not you think you have a chance. Twenty two. Think so. Are you saying there's a chance? <laughs> you know, Moyle, you're the complete package, man. Swamp robot that might or might not have the dead psychic essence or living psychic essence of a god embodied in a multi-planar artifact or the shard of a multi-planar artifact that has been balanced out against this uh, with this other crystalline shard that, you know, you guys have never really asked what the fucking deal with the uh, stabilizing agents is anyway. Are these other, like, multi-planar shards? How does that even work? But all in all, man, you get, you, you bring a lot to the table. Uh, yeah, uh, hey, baby. <laughs> I hope you liked uh, those love nibbles that I gave you earlier. <laughs> I've been thinking of you. You get some some side eye from from the face and not a sigh, but there's like a, a reverberation through the ship and a second face kind of pops up out of the, the deck and goes, look, Moyle, I do find you interesting. 
but we're kind of in a situation right now, and I don't know if this is the appropriate time. You had four rounds to prep for what's going to be maybe a pretty serious combat, and I appreciate you sacrificed that time to come talk to me. That makes up a little bit for you probably trying to fucking NBA Jam 2022 me, but we'll get through that. That's a B-roll callback, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you use, uh, use the old muddler. Let's, uh, hey, uh, she's like, now you're winning me over. Let's, uh, <laughs> that's another callback. <laughs> yeah, let's, uh, let's get through this combat and then maybe you and I, uh, we can, we can talk a little bit. Cause I, I have some real questions about you and Warforged and maybe, a, maybe emerging would help us get through those questions. I don't know. Let's just, but right now, crazy pirates. Do you think we can get through that? Yeah. All right. All right. Do you, don't, don't you mean you're right? Uh, okay. That was, that was her <laughs> weird boat attempt to flirt, flirt back at you. And you just flat, yeah, okay. So roll persuasion check at disadvantage. Uh, I got a, a nat 20. And then a... 15 minus one. 14. So you get a 14. So she realizes, oh, okay, well, maybe jokes aren't your thing then. All right, well, work first, all right? And then goes back to it. I couldn't tell if that was you or the ship. Yeah, what? Well, she doesn't have a real high-pitched voice, so... Boy, she sounds a lot like Turner. Yeah, well, that's that's what Moyle's into. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Eldrin, you, you got prep. Is it, can is there a crow's nest on this ship? I can't remember. There is, yeah, there is a crow's nest on top of the mast. Okay, so I I'm gonna start running towards the the crow's nest and uh, hey guys, I'm gonna go take a look at uh, see if I can see what's on that ship. Uh, I'm gonna get a better view and I climb up the uh, the to the crow's nest to to see the other ship. Give me acrobatics or athletics, whichever you prefer for how you climb up, and then. Let's do acrobatics. I'm going to do some flipping around. But you got a climbing speed. Never mind. I forgot. Yeah. Yeah. Eldrin has got magic fingers. Oh, see, it's a good thing I do because I got a nine. <laughs> got Eldrin with his climbing feet, uh, but looks shitty doing it. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Like he goes over and very awkwardly like wraps his entire legs around and lumberjack climbs up it. It's like a bear climbing a tree. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it is a, it's a weird look. Yeah. But do give me a perception check to see what you're able to. The boat is doing that hydrofoil kind of skip across the surface. It is jarring back and forth and there is a lot of spray coming up, but uh, the ship is closing on you. It's getting closer. So it's not going to be a high DC, but Jesus Christ, nine. There's some people on the boat. <laughs> Quick, can I, can I add, uh, uh, what is it I can do with that pentahedron thing? I can add, I can add point, uh, dice to, to my wisdom rolls, right? Right. Is that a, is that a, per, is perception a wisdom? Mm -hmm. Perception is a wisdom roll. Yes. And yeah, you, uh, you can add a D4 to it. If you engage your, add a D4, uh, if you engage your pentahedron ability to, to do it. Let's, let's do that. Okay. Give me the D4. Two. <laughs> right, you really just had to get to a 10, so that's good. All right. Okay, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So at the front of the boat, you can see, um, it's hard to tell a lot, but at the front of the boat, you can see a uh, youngish looking man in what appears to be a straw hat that despite the speed that the boat is moving, isn't flying off his head. Red shirt, open yellow sash. Those fucking culottes? Or what, by the mayor, these rolled up denim jeans? There's a really <laughs> questionable pant choice going on, Eldrin points out. Mm -hmm. Eldrin's got a little bit of a hipster fashion thing going. <laughs> Standing right next to him appears to be a swordsman wearing a greenish gi and black boots uh, with a red sash for a belt, multiple swords, more than you would normally expect, tucked into the belt. Standing to the left of the uh, of the guy in the straw hat is a dude who apparently decided to wear a blazer to a 
pirate fight, leisurely leaning back and smoking a cigarette towards the back of the boat. Things get a lot weirder (laughs) where there is a short, possibly a halfling, possibly a gnome dancing around in from where you're at. Looks like a almost like a baseball cap with some cans in it. Next to him is what appears to be an undead creature wearing a boa and a, uh, a man with large iron gauntlets from what you can see at the very rear two women next to a steering wheel uh there is one other person uh and as you 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 know you survey the boat and then you glance up and you see somebody in the crow nest of their ship staring back at you and fires off a shot oh shit That's fired. I was say, I was like, I thought you was missing one when you said it earlier. But there you go. Okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was getting to a fucking dramatic fucking. Uh, Soga King. <laughs> there's a sniper in their party too. <laughs> Is he singing the song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, and you just walk right into this one sniper king god Usopp (laughs) Uh, he's gonna fucking fire his oath bow but it's it's a gun but it acts as an oath bow Jesus Mm. oops sorry the first one was a 19 Uh, he's gonna take the minus 5 penalty oh no goes from a 19 to a 14 but then gets a plus 3 shit so 17 to hit. Elton, does a 17 hit? 17 will absolutely hit. You guys hear a whistle as a projectile comes streaking across the, the water and impacts into Eldrin with a spectacularly, almost comically large burst of fire out from Eldrin's chest like he'd been hit by a cannon almost. <laughs> and Eldrin's going to take... Boy, sharpshooter, huh? 10 points off the rip, a D8 plus... 3d6. Oh, he wants to get off that sniper perch immediately. Is what is. So 10, that's 13. Holy shit. <laughs> and then 33 points of damage right off the rip for, for Aldrin. What the fuck? Oh, God. Oh. Uh, oh. Is he able to stay on the perch or does he fall off? Yeah, it's it's got like a little basket. He doesn't he doesn't tumble off. Um, so the good news is... I thought we had prep rounds. I thought this was a prep round. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise attack, baby. You fell from a cunning trap. Um, this is all kind of happening simultaneously. So that really hurt. Fate, what you got? Fate um is you know, he just survived the northern ordeal. He had to fire off a couple spells, so he uses a little bit of reprieve they get to use his um, arcane recovery to get a couple spell slots back, a uh, third and a first. And then he sees Todd start weirding out, doing his push-ups and staring at him. <laughs> it's a little intimidating, but he's he's fine up until, of course, you know, Moyle goes off doing Moyle things. And then Eldrin seems to actually be trying to assess the situation. He goes up and then immediately gets shot at. And so, of course, in true fate fashion, I'm mage armor and trying to find somewhere safe to hide. Okay, okay. Uh, so we got Moyle at the front of the boat, Eldrin in the crow's nest, Fate. Uh, you could go below deck, crouch down by the ballista or in that th- main deck, because the forecastle and the quarter deck are raised. Uh, the main deck that you're on has the mast, the couple of rooms that you guys stayed in. There are the there are the cabins, um, and then you could go below deck as well. So where are you going? I'll, I'm going to remain on the main deck, but I am going to try and uh, hide behind the ballista. All right, give me a stealth roll. Yeah, let's do that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's legitimately been so rarely attempted. <laughs> I had to think, wait, is stealth a thing in 5e? That's <laughs> 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 a 15. We'll, uh, we'll say you got decent cover from that. All right. I don't I don't understand why Jamie didn't know that the, 
snipers on their ship. Listen, I knew he was there. I was trying to spot him. I didn't think I was going to get shot immediately. Like I, he said we had four rounds of prep. I was going to go up there. I was going to put stone skin on. He definitely did. And hang out. But like, I never, I didn't think I was going to get hit that soon. I figured I was too far away. That didn't feel like four rounds. <laughs> it did. It, I mean, it was one. It was one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Baba, what you doing for your prep? Wait, wait. Am I hidden? You, you rolled stealth successfully. Yeah, but you rolled stealth successfully, their fate. Without knowing the full complement of the crazy magical abilities your opponents may or may not have, depending upon how far I got into One Piece, you don't know if you're hidden or if you're just fucking a, a different type of target. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm going to join you up there, Moya. So as he, as Baba joins Moya on the front of the ship, he starts to bang on his shield, and then his eyes go white, he screams, and he rages, all while casting water bubble in the water bubble, or watery sphere, and there's a watery sphere above him now. All right, so Baba's got his pre-battle beach ball out, Yo. Tanage, and did we establish it was, is it ethyl, or what was? I feel like it changes. It bounces back and forth like a watery beach ball between ethyl and Agnes. Agnes? Agnes. Agnes. <laughs> We going with Agnes or Ethel? Agnes. All right. So Agnes and Tanage are uh, acting like they're bouncing your water sphere back back and forth, but they're not really moving it because <laughs> they're ghosts. <laughs> It's some good mime action. As you kick in your spirit sight, as your vision slides into that kind of white glaze that doesn't obscure your vision, but just outlines everything a little bit differently as your spirit sight kicks in, there seems to be a narrowing of space in between you and what looks like a skeleton with a Jimi Hendrix afro and a fucking Prince Purple Rain jacket and uh, an outfit on with a full-blown guitar that looks like it might have a blade curling along the bottom of it. There's this shortening of, of visual distance between you two somehow magically and you lock eyes and there's just an instant, oh, it's going to be like that, between the two of you as you slip into your spirit sight and you lock eyes with this guy that who you just instinctively know his name is the Spirit Prince. Are his skeletal cheeks out? <laughs> <laughs> He's got clothes on, sir. I, he said he had a prince outfit on. I wasn't sure if his skeletal cheeks were out. <laughs> Wrong prince suit. Wrong prince suit. Oh. Uh. <laughs> he said purple uh. rain. He specifically <laughs> said purple rain. <laughs> Not yet, but it's early in the battle. <laughs> he changed his outfit. <laughs> oh, no. Mid-battle. <laughs> oh, oh, this is a cheek out type of fight. <laughs> If I knew I was going to be that guy in combat, I'd stick my yukula in the mashed potatoes. All right. uh, Now it is time for initiative as their boat, which uh, for for convenience sake, has the exact same layout as your boat, pulls up alongside you, kind of scraping the edge a little bit, creating a very easy physical distance for anybody who wants to jump back and forth between the boats. It catches up alongside of you, clips the catamaran hydrofoil as it comes up. You hear your boat go ah gasp a little bit so she draws those hydrofoils in which causes you to, to smash down to the water everybody stumbles around a little bit Eldrin grips a little bit tighter onto the crow's nest fingers digging into the metal railing up at the top you, you hear spooky they go, as he goes rolling past 
chest now, no longer bouncing, but rolling back and forth. And there's this grinding of wood and steel as your boats come together, sparks shooting up from the, the brass dock fittings that run along the side of their boat. And now it is time to roll initiative and get into the things that you love try to kill you. This is the second time you've done this to me. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, it's not a thing. We're not. I'm not going to keep doing this every single character arc. Am I, am I going to do this every single character arc? We'll see. We'll have to see. <laughs> I rolled the 21. I rolled a 22. I see. Fate got a 15. All right. Moyle rolled a... 13. And Baba rolled a... 9. Straw Hat gets an 11. Ooh, our, straw, our swordsman gets a 20. Our sniper gets a... Ooh, goddamn. Gets a 23. One-upping Eldrins. Fuck. <laughs> oh, no. Guy in a suit smoking a cigarette gets a 14. The guy that you thought was a halfling wearing a beer can hat seems to be a small woodland creature decked out who gets a nat 20. God. <laughs> the guy who you thought was wearing big gauntlets, but those appear to be his arms, big metal arms, gets an 18. Super. Jesus Christ. All those good rolls are going to initiative. That's where you want them. <laughs> is it though? But all the good rolls are in initiative. <laughs> yeah, they seem like they're jumping over. They're getting us before we can get them. Mm-hmm. I'm going to die. Jamie is pretty dead. Good use of first person. Good take. Good, good taking direction. <laughs> the initiative order, so everybody is clear, is a character bearing a striking resemblance to, but legally distinct from... Tony, Tony Chopper. Then we have the Sniper. Then we've got Eldrin. Then we've got a Swordsman, legally distinct, but bearing a resemblance to uh, Zorro. Uh, then we've got then the guy with the big gauntlets, Fate with 15. <laughs> the guy in the suit with the cigarette with a 14. Moyle at a 13. Straw Hat with an 11. Baba with a 9. And the Spirit Prince with a 3. The two the two women get a, got a 16 and a 12. Or they are back towards the Stern Castle and are not charging towards you guys as the rest of the crew seems to be. Well, who's the dude that rolled Lois? What's that called again? The Jimi Hendrix Jimi Prince. Hendrix Prince Skeleton. <laughs> Sir Bony Cheeks. <laughs> yes. Sir Bony Cheeks. Sir Bony Cheeks. The opposite of the caked up cows. <laughs> not not caked up. <laughs> so even though Usopp has initiative, does his shot count as a turn in his go or was that surprise round and he gets one on top of? That was okay. surprise round, my man. That was a surprise round. I tried to save you, Jamie. I'm going to die. <laughs> I am literally going to up the shit out of it. <laughs> Knocked out immediately. And uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't shoot arrow disease. We are massively outnumbered here. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of them should be quite squishy. <laughs> yeah. Well, depending on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's the legally distinct part. Mm-hmm. More hit points. <laughs> <laughs> you take that sniper out. That is the necessary balance part to throwing you guys into a fight like this. So yes, they uh, take that sniper out. <laughs> maybe some of them have a ton of hit points. Maybe some of them hardly have any. We'll find out when we get into fighting these things. The Tony Tony Chopper runs and jumps onto y'all's boat right next to you, Todd. As he gets closer, you realize, oh man, that dude looks like a little tiny deer. Clopping across. I'm the, a character legally distinct from Tony Tony Chopper. <laughs> Do you have any candy? As he jumps across and as he jumps, fully morphs into a aggressive 
six foot five <laughs> hybrid reindeer fucking like if imagine Elias was a foot taller, a little bit beefier, and had a reindeer head instead of a cow head. That's exactly where you're at right now as he jumps into your face, coming at Todd the Tiefling, but then keeps morphing. Imagine if a owlbear and one of Santa's reindeer had a child. So it's a, a a rain bear, basically. So it's like, it's got the body mm. and build and claws of a of a dire bear, but the adorable head of a reindeer with a kind of a bright red nose, uh, and he's coming for you. Did the changing not in action? That's just... As a moon druid? Uh, that's a bonus action for him. <laughs> I kind of figured you can go a few ways with this guy, with that guy. <laughs> Going to multi-attack. That means multiple attacks, right? Indeed. That is. Indeed, that is what that word means. <laughs> does a 19 hit there, Toddington? A 19 hits. 19 hits. Okay. Uh, does a <laughs> another 19 hit, Todd? It doesn't this time. <laughs> no, didn't, didn't the second time. Okay. <laughs> 19 hits. Uh, cool, 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 cool. Oh my god, fucking max damage on the first one. 13 points of damage, and uh, just 9. 22. Oh my god. <laughs> Agnes, I'm going to need you to shield Todd. You see Agnes give you a look, like, I'm on my fucking smoke break, but then shrug and start to, <laughs> to trot down, and does a diving, no, jump in front of the bear claw that comes down. <laughs> <laughs> And even though she can't stop it because she is a ghost, her ectoplasmic presence slows it, reducing the damage by... 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. So that completely eliminates the damage from the bear claw. Nice. You see the anthropomorphic rain bear get grossed out by that's got old lady in a bikini ectoplasm <laughs> and like trying to shake the goop off of his hand and totally checks his swing on that. So Todd, you're just taking the bite damage then for 13. Can I uncanny dodge that one? Yeah, you can use your reaction to uncanny dodge and have that. Oh, there's just so many of them. It's so many of them. He's already saved me once. I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna take the the full 13. Okay, so 13 to Todd. Jesus, guys. <laughs> These guys are killers. These guys are killers. <laughs> These guys are killers. Alright, then that's gonna bring us to uh Usopp. Zorro. Uh it's Usopp, then Eldrin, then Todd, then Zorro. <laughs> These guys are killers. Help me! Now it is the uh, the curly-haired sniper. Uh, this guy is wearing like a weird vest. Uh, he's got like a wristband on. It's a really super high-waisted uh, brown leather pants. And he peeks up from behind uh, his crow's nest. Unfortunately, your crow's nest being an all-metal ship is just kind of that clear railing, Eldrin. Although, <laughs> you guys haven't asked the ship to do anything with its form. So I'm going to throw that out there. Uh, on your turn, you might petition for some additional cover for the ship. But you, it will take a persuasion check. Mm. Help me! Help me! Please! <laughs> you see him pull out a slingshot. It's got like a pouch at his side, and he pulls out this green this green ball, and he loads it into his slingshot, oh. and he stretches it back, and he dinks out at you. Oh, my God. Does an 18 hit Eldrin? <laughs> Absolutely does. These guys are murderers. Give me a con save, please. Man, what is, what is this for? A constitution save, and I will tell you what happened. What is what is this for? <laughs> is, uh, is a 19 good? 
Yeah, a 19 is good. Um, so he fires this green ball at you that impacts into your chest and like a paintball, Eldrin, it explodes out into this mass of kelp and seaweed. But Eldrin being used to moving through dense brush uh, just kind of slides through it like it was uh, just like heavy underbrush and it slides down and kind of stops at your feet, preventing you from being stunned by his sargasso pop green that he just shot you with. Mm. You would have been stunned for the duration. He's used that one for the day. Now that brings us to your turn, Eldrin. Yeah, I didn't like that. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to use my bonus action to throw a hunter's mark on the other ranged guy across the way, and I'm going to take a couple shots at him. You hear him go, oh, that's that's not good. That reminds me of the time that I saved an entire island from my pirate father. I only watched 20 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using the, the quote bow bonus damage here, so I'm going to roll it with like a regular longbow because it's the only difference here. Why are you not using the quote bow damage? I'm not using the the sworn enemy on him, so. Okay. It's a 13 on the first attack. Please, please. That will hit. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say. Thank God. He's wearing a vest, bro. <laughs> yeah, thank God. Okay. Is he is he still standing after that is the question? <laughs> yeah, it's easy. I mean, they're, they're squishy, but they're not fucking tissue paper, man. Okay, I, I'm just making sure. I'm just making sure. I made a gack. Ma- making sure. Okay, and then I'm going to tag him twice, so I will tag again. 27 on that one. God damn, so close. Mm. That that will absolutely hit, yeah. So I, I aim at the sniper who really put a hurting on me, and I go right for his head, first hit but I don't hit him square in in the middle of the, the face. I just kind of hit him in the head on the side for nine points of damage. And then another hit to the sh- solar plexus. The old solar plexus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the old solar plexus for another nine points of damage as the hunter's mark kind of adds a little 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 sizzle at the end. Your first arrow, I mean, it was going to be a good headshot, but this giant mass of curly black hair yeah. somehow manages to cush in the bow a little bit. The second arrow, you know, grazing the, the, the side of him. You know, don't wear a fucking vest to a bow fight, man. <laughs> you, oh my God, those are real arrows. That hurt. Oh, what? Hey, not cool, man. Anything else you want to do on your turn, Eldrin? Uh, I'm going to give him, I'm going to flip him the bird uh, and then I will end my turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, gang, quick announcement time. As always, be sure to check out Harlan and Jamie and their other podcasts, show notes below. And check us out when we stream Mondays, 7.30 Central Standard Time on Twitch. There's going to be a lot of grab bag episodes between now and the end of the year, like us playing Destiny or or retro D&D games. But we've also got some really cool guests coming up this Friday in particular is the Deserted GM, who's been a participant in both our fight nights and is returning for our Gimme the Belt coming up in November. Pin in that. So get on over to twitch.tv forward slash GMDLcast. Make sure you're following us there or follow us on Twitter at GMDLcast for notifications when we go live and show updates and the occasional snarky comment. And hey, while you're out on the internet, why don't you head over to whichever podcast platform provides you with your entertainment and rate, review, and subscribe. If you listen on a platform that will let you read reviews, get on over there. Use your words. We will read them on the air if you want a shout out. If you don't want a shout out, let's use a safe word like rutabaga in the review. Then I'll know not to like say your name when I praise you for providing us compliments or notes. And then finally, November 12th, Saturday, starting at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we are bringing back the Gimme the Belt PvP tournament to support Game 2 Grow. We are wrapping up the roster. 
hopefully this week, and we'll have the official brackets for round one to publish. It's a single elimination tournament with some appearances from other streams throughout the TTRPG community to fundraise for an organization called Game to Grow, which uses the games we love, very specifically D&D, among others, to help kids. And that's a cause that everybody can get behind. I'm dead inside and I'm getting behind it. So what's wrong with you if you if you can't, you know, show a little love? So keep your eyes peeled on more information from that. Tabletop Teddies are confirmed to come back and defend their title. Winners walk away with a championship belt from Undisputed Belts and two mini belts this year and trying to do a couple other cool things. So another good reason to follow us over on the socials so that you can get those announcements as they go live. Anyway, that's it for this week. Let's get back to the show. That will bring us to Todd. Todd the Tiefling, you are currently engaged with a uh, rain bear. Me, me and Echo, we only know one way to do, handle this thing. Do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you already know what's going on. Do it. Attack 13. <laughs> Todd, I said do it. I said do it, Todd. <laughs> it's, it's getting done. Don't worry. It's getting done. This was just like a warm-up. It was a, a little sore from the push-ups that I did. So it caused me to, to miss this one. A little too hard. Warmed up too hard. Your form <laughs> was fantastic, though. <laughs> surprisingly, a 13 will hit. Oh, <laughs> surprisingly. I told you. I told you. Let's go. Oh. As I throw a whole bunch of sneak attack dice at him. All right, and then give me your second hit, yeah. your offhand. Offhand. Oh, well, I'm rolling crap. A 14. We know that hits the. Well, we'll still hit. We know that hits, though. Yeah, so a, a, a little sore from the, the push-ups and everything like that, but he, he feels like he got a good pump in. So he just goes up and he just he, he swings all his might with that first hit for 20 points of damage and then comes back with the backhand. He realizes that he might have a muscle deficiency and he might be stronger in one arm than the other. So he knows now he's going to have to work on <laughs> that left arm just a little bit more because it's clearly a muscle deficiency. And that's what it hits with the six points of damage. His muscle deficiency isn't in his calves. No, 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 of course not. Got beautiful, luxurious, massive calves. Mm. <laughs> we truly have moved into the realm of fantasy, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to make him try to get me. I'm going to move where my man Bob is at because that's, that's that's my homie. So that's upstairs. Yeah, you're going to run up the forecastle uh, and cower behind Bob. Okay. Not cower. Not cower. No, no, no. You got it. Yeah, you you go skipping up the steps. No, I just, I just, I smacked him and I'm like, all right, Bob. I can see you need my help. So I'm I'm here. I heard you calling me. Todd, help me. I got you. Don't worry about it. Is that what you heard? So the uh, the swordsman in the green gi, um, kind of a taller fella, three swords at his belt. You hear a shing, shing as the swords are drawn, and then a shing as a third one gets drawn and tossed. Katana's one in his right hand, one in his offhand, and one gripped sternly in his teeth as he comes leaping across the small space between your ships and darts right up the stairs at, straight at Baba. Mm, not the three swords there's, there's an online thing about Zoro's quad sword style, and you don't want to know where the fourth sword is held. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 Betwixt his cheeks, definitely. You gotta the same place y'all keep your keys, man. Where the fuck? Keister Kendo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and that's, how, that's how you muddle. <laughs> oh, no. Uh... Oh, Natty won. 
he heard in the wind somebody say, <laughs> you could have a four sword in your cheeks. And he was working on figuring that out. So uh, whiffs on the one. Uh, second attack does a 22 hit, Baba. It does. All right. Uh, and then for his third attack, also a 21. Also, I'm assuming hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So that's five points of damage from the first hit. Not halved as the sword sparkles and spits a bizarre energy that seems to ignore your damage resistance. And then a six for the second strike with the mouse sword, also which similarly seems to ignore your resistance to slashing damage. You said six on that one? Yeah, six on that one. So, so yeah, he leaps across, drawing his weapons in mid-leap, darts up the, the forecastle, lunges out with his forehand, but pauses for a little bit and seems to be making eyes at Tanage a little bit and is just a little bit distracted, recovers, realizes, wait a minute, Tanage may not be of age even though she's dead, <laughs> and then manages to connect with an upper hand, uh, you know, reverses the, uh, the sword in his left hand, flips the blade back to where the, uh, the, the unhoned edge is up against his forehand, and then with a sweeping uppercut strike, breaks Baba across the chest, surprising you with the fact that that hurt a little bit more than you're used to it hurting. And as that that kind of moment of shock registers, whips his head back around, bandana tails flapping in the breeze behind him as he slashes down across your collarbone with that third sword strike, again, hurting you a little bit more than you were expecting. Frankie, uh, the guy with uh, the big gauntlets, there's no graceful leap for Frankie. This guy is huge, a a mountainous eight foot four as he um, toddles across onto the boat and looks around and is going to do a perception check to see if he spots fate. Oh, no. And rolls a... Punch the shit out of you. Eight. And is just kind of standing there looking clueless for his round. Yeah, that's going to be his action. He was looking around trying to find somebody else to fight, but couldn't find anybody, so he's going to be there for his round. Now that brings us to fate. Whew. <laughs> they could have been ugly. Is, um... Is the ballista loaded? <laughs> it is indeed loaded. I'm gonna, I'm gonna fire the ballista at uh, Mr. Frankie. Uh, okay. That's what, uh, that's what fate, that, like fate hears giant mountain man come landing on the deck and, <clears throat> and he kind of just barely peeks his head over to see what the hell that was. Sees Frankie, but then also notices the harpoon in the ballista, and he's like, light bulb. So what I gotta, what am I doing? Uh, what am I rolling? <laughs> It's a big ballista. Oh, no. To spin it around and point the ballista. Um, give me, we'll do it this way. Give me an athletics check. There it is. There it is. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Because <laughs> right, this is going to be a point blank shot. So the question isn't whether or not you can hit Frankie with the ballista, but whether or not Fate can get the ballista in position to fire. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So fate has this heroic fucking idea, stands up, grabs the ballista, and... Hey! Oh! Wait, wait, no. Wait, that's not him. The wrong person. Sorry, sorry. sorry. I realized I didn't make concentration checks. (laughs) Oh, no! Oh! Oh, Oh, no! (laughs) Anthony, you ruined us. (laughs) I was like, oh, 21? (laughs) It wasn't 21. <laughs> I didn't I didn't make concentration checks. Sorry. <laughs> what was what was the roll there? Uh Jess? I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I got a four. <laughs> okay. 
You know, this has been just already a, a cacophonous fight. The crash of the waves around you, the boats scraping against each other, the yell of this bizarre rain bear, Todd going, boop, 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 as he scampers away and Echo going, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's that moment, like during a football game where everybody just seems to take a breath for a second and just simultaneously everything gets quiet and you guys just hear the, Ugh! and then there's like, squeak, 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 like sneakers on a gym floor as fate boots just keep squeaking against the deck of the boat. Are we looking at him? Am I looking at him do this? Everybody's looking at him. <laughs> Everybody stops and their head just slowly pivots over and you just hear <laughs> as fate is unable to pivot. I've been giving, I put you on a routine. So I put you on the workout routine. <laughs> hold on, hold on. You should have been using it. You should have been doing something. <laughs> what is going on over there? So I realized immediately uh, the, fo- the folly of my ways. I'm like, what, what am I? <laughs> um, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> and then cast fireball right in the middle of Chopper because <laughs> I'm going to burn a, tran- uh, a sorcery point to quicken spell fireball as a bonus action. All right. I will allow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, yeah, I go to try and do something heroic, realize it was stupid, and bail myself. Mm. All right. Here's the proposition, my man. Mm-hmm. We have had the conversation about you bending your spells around objects before. Mm-hmm. Mm. None of those objects were as big as a boat. That we're riding in. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And a, a mm-hmm. boat that is alive and mm-hmm. a little bit sensitive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's the offer, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? I will let you cast your fireball. I'll let you use your evocation ability to not burn the boat. And I'll let you use your evocation ability to not burn the boat and not burn one of your two teammates that could potentially be effective. But you got to pick which one is getting is getting roasted. Wait, I have to pick between a teammate or the boat? No, no, I'm saying you can get the boat and one teammate or both your teammates and hit the boat. Ooh. Some of these teammates have fire resistance. Boat and one teammate, or you can spell shape around. Wait, what's the radius on fireball? <laughs> 20 foot radius. So, so it's a 40 foot diameter? Oh, shisa. Yeah. So if I'm dropping it here. All right. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah. Wait a minute. Give, give me a minute to see if uh, you may get a pass because if the average height of a crow nest <laughs> is above 40 feet. 40. When I Google average height of a crow's nest. 20, 20 feet. It's 20 feet. It's 20 foot up. Four stories. It's only 20 foot up. So it's 20 foot radius. I doubt if a crow's nest is four stories tall. <laughs> No, no, it's only got it's only got to be higher than twenty feet. Oh yeah, twenty feet high. But I thought you said it was a forty foot uh, diameter. Diameter, diameter. But I'm so twenty foot of it would go down. Oh, oh, you're telling me I gotta put it twenty foot high to avoid hitting the boat. Yeah, I mean, got you. Okay, bye. All right, all right, go ahead, carry on. If the deck of a ship is thirteen feet above the surface of the ocean, an observer can spot a sixty-six foot high ship <laughs> from twenty-five kilometers. What the fuck? This is crow's nest on ships. Flat Earth. Ws. God damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. They got ya. <laughs> I told you the flat earth was real, brother. Sounds like you're over there doing Pythagorean theorem. <laughs> now I have a flat earther fucking site in my browser. You definitely should have went incognito mode for that, because now guess what you're getting? Yeah, you're on another list. <laughs> fucking god damn it. God fucking damn this. Yeah, now I have, now I have sexy fucking goblins. 
fucking death by carbon monoxide and flat earth bullshit on my fucking goddamn computer. Did you manage to put 5E behind that search? No, I'm looking nope. crow's nest in Wikipedia. Nope. If you if you look at crow's feet, Jazz's face will show up. Go with that again. Wow. I'm sorry, what was that, Anthony? The average is uh, typically above 10 meters, which is 32 feet. You're going to kill me. You're going you're gonna to kill me. Okay, and we said we had to get how big? 40? 40. So close. Well, so here's the deal. You can either not hit Eldrin, who you saw <laughs> take a pretty big hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can use it to not hit Eldrin and not hit Todd and hit the boat. Mm-hmm. Or you can use it to not hit Eldrin, not hit the boat, and hit Todd. How do you get Todd? Oh wait, no, that's how you scampered away. My bad. So then, yeah, <laughs> you're good. I thought Todd was still down there. That was the whole part. The whole bit of this was Todd was still right there. I thought when you said two, I immediately thought you was going for me and Bob. <laughs> oh, but you know what? Here's the deal. Moyle's up by you guys. Trolley problem time. Oh, no. You know who is still down there? Boogie Leo. (laughs) Fuck. So (laughs) here's the deal. Not hit Eldrin and Spooky Leo and hit the boat. Or you can not hit the boat and one of the two, Mm. either Spooky Leo or Eldrin. Mm. Oh, fuck. Okay. This is actually a serious conundrum because... Did I tell you I love you, Faye? <laughs> I I can use my reaction to half the fire damage. No, 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 no. Because, see, here's the thing. Elgin's close to dead already, but Spooky Leo is Spooky Leo, and I definitely don't want to blow a boat, but fuck. But fuck. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. <laughs> Did you make it lightning damage? <laughs> <laughs> oh, actually, I was going to think. Thank you, uh, Jamie. So, are we just are we just doing this because of the fire damage? Because I can transmute it like cold. It with this. No, I'm doing it because you chose to do fireball. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So it's still going either way. Okay, cool. Fuck. All right, spare the spooky Leo and the Eldrin and the boat. Just gonna have to be mad at me. I'm sorry. Hopefully, she'll forgive me later. Wow, what a call. Okay. <laughs> oh, really bad call. What a call. All right. Everyone wants Spooky Leo, so. <laughs> Let's see. So we're going to roll saving throws. The boat's going to fail automatically because it's a fucking boat. <laughs> oh, no. And then we will roll deck saves for our boys. Nat one for the the uh, the the um, uh, rain bear. <laughs> Keep trying to forget that portmanteau. And and Frankie. What's your spell do you see there, champ? Uh, 16. Everybody take a full damage. Whole lot of dice. Oh, <laughs> oh that's a bunch of ones. Oh, my gosh. Did all of that for a bunch of fucking ones. It's 23. <laughs> we wasted the good fireball on you. You had eight D6s and you did 23? Oh, no. So that's what's the <laughs> six times eight. So 48 is the max damage potential on that? Wow. You didn't even get half damage. I wouldn't have even died. I would have lived through that. Yeah, he didn't even get half. Wow. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Now I see why he couldn't move the ballista. <laughs> yes. You know what? Now that I mention it, I don't even know if that exceeds the damage threshold of the boat. Hang on. Let me go secret because I made a whole big deal about Moyle being able to bite into it. Right. Well, let's check and see <laughs> if that, if you even hurt the boat. I'm pretty sure I critted or something very close. Yeah, it was it was pretty high. You're saying you failed the strength check and then you threw the weakest fireball ever. It, it was a panic move, all right? I didn't know what else to do, all right? So. There's a reason you got to get a pump before a battle. You gotta get a pump. Everyone knows. <laughs> I was getting a pump in a different place. <laughs>
<laughs> so from the front of the boat, you guys are just completely giving faith the business. We're just shaking our head. I'm looking at just shaking my head. Like, what is what's going on? Hey, you want to try and move that ballista again, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> the fireball was to, 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 to shake the ballista loose. It was, it was, it was stuck. Just to soft, soften them up a little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I couldn't. Those fireballs were so weak, it wouldn't have lit the candles in my sexcapades. <laughs> yep, damage threshold is a 20. So you do manage to damage the boot. Um, <laughs> but it's only three damage, right? No, that's not the way damage threshold works. If a ship component has a damage threshold, that threshold appears after its hit points. A component has immunity to all damage unless it takes an amount that equals or exceeds the damage threshold, in which case it takes the damage as normal. Damage that fails to bypass the threshold is considered superficial and doesn't reduce the component's hit points. So it takes all 23. It does have that, being all metal and being resistant to, to fire. So she will, in fact, only take half damage. Wait, hold on. Which one happens first? Does the damage get half first, or does the threshold kick? <laughs> because if it has first, then it's not over the damage threshold, and therefore I'm good. No, no, she takes the damage, dude. You have to take the damage first so you can have it. <laughs> She's taking the damage, yeah. to be, You gotta take the damage to be resistant to it, my man. I'm sure somebody's gonna at me out there, but I just wanna fuck fade over, so let's go. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna spend any more time adjudicating superficial damage to your boat. I know it. I was trying to come up with some trolley problem shit between you and Eldrin and Todd. I'm really trying to make you fireball Todd. I tried to get you something nice for your birthday, and you know what? You guys reminded me that Todd moved, so I made you fucking decide whether or not you wanted to kill Spooky Leader or not. <laughs> and for some reason, y'all love that fucker, so hey. He's Thanks, fellas. I can guess heals. I am a healer. Check it out. We need one of those. <laughs> you guys used to have a really cool one. What happened to that guy? I don't know. That was 23 points of damage? Correct. To Frankie. And Tony Tony Chopper. Uh-oh. Hang on. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. Tony Tony Chopper. Ooh. It's so hurt. Oh, he took a lot of damage from me. It was so hurt, but seems to be hanging on. I'm I'm guessing he had 50 because that's 49. <laughs> yep. He's, exactly right. Well, you know, would it knock him out of his wild shape? Yeah, we're not doing it that way. This is Monster Moon Druid. Don't at me, folks. Uh, when he hits 50 hit points, he's going down because if I do full-blown NPC rules, I, I straight up slice and dice these suckers with these guys. So, all right, that's going to bring us to the smoker, this guy, our boy in the suit. Sanji? Blackfoot Sanji. Is it weird that he said smoker and I was like, did we put smoker in this? I don't remember smoker being in this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another is, character. Is there a character named Smoker? Yeah. He just kept saying, Turner just kept describing me as a guy that smokes a cigarette, so I just briefly wrote smoker. Yeah, yeah there is there is a guy named Smoker. Black leg Sanjay. No, this guy is uh, a guy in a, uh, a, a black button-up suit who uh, has been smoking a cigarette or has had a cigarette hanging out of his mouth this entire time. <laughs> Not a family-friendly podcast, whatever. Fuck you, uh, MPAA or whatever. <laughs> that guy is going to dash across and dramatically leap to the boat and charge up towards the forecastle where everybody is aligned. So Zora's going to be up here slicing at Baba. And then uh, Sanji is going to run up the other way. And get Moyle. Uh, oh, no, no, Todd, you're right there. Why would he run past you to attack Moyle? <laughs> He's going to get Moyle. He runs up the steps. Uh, he actually seems to float a little bit, as if his uh, wingtips are making him a little bit floaty. And then he floats up, lands next to you, and lashes out with some just this barrage of kicks. Not a barrage of kicks. That can't be good. Well, you know, first a, a kick. Todd does a, uh, oh God, yeah, does a 19 hit Todd. It does. <laughs> does an 18 hit Todd. An 18 hits as well. Oh no. Does a 13 hit Todd. 13 does not hit. 
does a 10 hit, Todd. It does not hit. Four hit, four hit. So he, you see him scamper up the steps and his bring his knee up and he seems to glide a little bit almost in the air and you realize, yes, his wingtips are definitely making his float. And then his leg just starts snapping out kick after kick after kick after kick. The first one connects with your jaw, whipping your head back. Then the second one kicks and fucking whips your head back the other way. Uh, and then the other two just seem to pop on each side of your head as if to add a little bit of punctuation. The air popping with their force as they sweep by you. 14 points of damage, Todd. 14? Where'd the 10 come from? The, his bonuses, my man. Oh, God. You said 14 points of damage. Yeah, 14 points of damage as he just pops a couple of quicks, snapping your head back and forth, left and right. Those echoes, ooh, ooh, whoa, whoa. I think you should duck. Do, do I have to take that? Should I take that? I'm going to uncanny dodge this. Okay. Seven points of damage. You roll with the uh, roll with the punches a little bit. So instead of blood spurting out of your mouth, it's a little bit of spit, like... Uh, as as these kicks uh, slap you uh, back and forth, that's his turn. Uh, Moyle, you are up, sir. Oh, Gargantua! Are we are, are we gonna do this? Um, it's your turn in combat. Did you need something? What's up? <laughs> um, would you please kindly uh, point your big beautiful cannons at that other ship over there? Oh uh, yeah, I can I can do that. Is that you want to use your turn shooting the other ship? Well, that would be you, and then I would be using me wind wall. <laughs> no, no. We talked about you using your turn to do get the ship to do something, being a persuasion check for your turn. So I will absolutely broadside this thing. Um, you just got to roll a persuasion check and get higher than a 10. And you, you, my boy, get to roll with advantage when you're talking to me. But it would be your turn to trigger the cannons. Uh, does that work for you? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, my good God. Jesus <laughs> Doesn't help that he's got the negative one bonus to the. Even if he didn't. You just can't keep rolling. I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> advantage, advantage. Is there is, <laughs> is there like an advantage squared that I can use? I'm sorry. What what did you get? What did you get? I got a 15. You know, Moyle, uh, way to a boat woman's heart is not through lies. What did you get on your rolls? I got a five. And times a three. Your your poops are cubed, not your rolls. Which is a 15. <laughs> well, you know, I'm very proud of you that that's how math works. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm going to have to really focus on just driving right now, hon. Uh, maybe later we can spend some time together. You do you have a bonus action you'd like to use? <laughs> I do have a bonus action. I will use my mass healing word. Ooh. It's massive. <laughs> well, we'll see about that. I could use it on you too, you know. Oh, that, well, that would be that would be lovely. If, does she get any points with the mass healing word? She's a character for us, right? Would um, she is a warforged, so I will allow it. Uh, who do I see within a sixty-foot radius? All of your friends. Okie doke. <laughs> and the boat. Plus the boat. Plus right? the boat. Yes. Well, which way? Well, back up. Which direction is Moyle looking? He's looking off to sea. <laughs> Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Moyo gazes to the middle distance. So everybody gets back eight points? All right, eight points. Oh, plus four. It should be plus four. Yeah, it's a D4 plus four. So yeah, you got eight. I crit it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I be critting all over the place. No, I crit. (laughs) Is that for everybody or a total number of people? Uh, That'd be eight to everyone. There's not a cap on how many people that you can fight with that? Six. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's everybody in the boat. Uh, cool. So, Eldrin, eight back. Thank you. 
Baba? Are you taking any damage? Mm-hmm. Baba took some damage. She took the sword damage that was magical. Yeah, that's right. Todd, all right. Todd's been getting beat by everybody. Mm. Just passed around with ass whooping. <laughs> that's going to be our boy in the straw hat. It. And from across the way, you hear gum gum slingshot. <laughs> And from across the way, barreling in an arc, he comes streaking towards Moyle. Moyle does a 17 hit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yar, it be hitting hard. All right. You take uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage instantly as he you hear this stretching noise, and then he arcs over and slams into you like a human-sized rubber ball, pushing you back up against the railing. There's just this bludgeoning uh, a crush. You hear your inner support struts creak a little bit as he slams into you, and he drops down in front of you and goes, well, you're a tough wooden metal man. I'm going to be king of the pirates. That's the, I'm the only personality that I know for this. <laughs> oh, me cellulose. For his bonus action, you hear, gum, gum, whip. And I'm going to need everybody up on the forecastle to give me a dexterity saving throw. Shit. Oof. Woo. <laughs> Not it. Ah, that's good. I like dex saves. I can <laughs> it's a 20 for me. Ooh, okay. 18. Let's go. With my invasions. You're not taking damage. The, he, you, you see him spin around in a sweeping leg move, his leg extending out into a long whip. He's trying to sweep the leg, but Moyle hops up in the air and jumps it like he's skipping rope. So does Baba. What does is, what is Todd do? Are you whipping a nene? This isn't my first time doing double dutch on a ship. What is my move with, on deck saves? Evasion. Where is my evasion? I figure what it does. I need to see it. Just roll the fucking damn deck save. That evasion has to do with damage. I'm, I'm going to get it. Don't worry about it. not taking damage. Oh, I lied. 14? Todd falls on his ass. <laughs> what? What was the save? It was 15. I feel like I feel like Todd could have rolled a 20 there. <laughs> and just the hassle alone, it'd be like, no. Yep. Todd, you are prone and on your ass. Uh, so anybody attacking from melee will have advantage on you until you get back up. Uh-oh. But anybody attacking from range. So I took no damage. Nope, but you're on your ass. Right, because there was no damage to it. It was just the leg sweep. So there's no damage. Your evasion will not help you. It was to stay on your feet. So he spins around, his leg rubber banding out like a stretch Armstrong pulled between three aggressive toddlers for too long <laughs> never, and left in the sun and didn't retain his shape. And uh, it's spinning around, whipping around. And it's really not even that big of a jump. It's just like a little hop, a little uh, uh, hop. And Baba and Moyle hop right over it. But Todd just legs right out from under him, fucking tits over tea kettle, ass over end, boom, right onto the deck of the boat. Baba, your go, sir. Mr. Swordsman, that was... It was a cute little fight, but our heal is healing. That's bad news for you. And I then proceed to attack the swords guy. That's fine. That's spoken like a true warrior. I swear to God. I don't know why you would have a character where I have something in their mouth. <laughs> it's one of their confining freaks. So roll to hit. 26 for the first attack. But the 26 will absolutely hit. Who are you attacking? The swords guy? The guy in front of me, right? Is that? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. I'll yep. make sure I got it right. Zoro. A swordsman uh, wearing a green gi, <laughs> black boots, red sash, sword in each hand and one in his mouth. Yes, that guy. The sword in his teeth goes snicker snack, just to be perfectly clear. Bubba looks down and like sees the wounds on his chest heal and he gets real confident and just goes barreling straight in at the swords guy, stabbing and swiping up for eight points or 10 points of damage on the stab and and on the swipe up he does another 14 points of damage 
you know, this guy is just so offensively forward in your face, all out attack that it's almost as if he's leaning into your spears as you as you drive up to them, cutting into the gi, piercing right in the flesh. Like these guys really should wear armor if they're pirates. Somebody should introduce these fuckers to the concept of armor. Blood it just sprays out. Just you're not sure what their diet is. Maybe it's all the salt fish, <laughs> but the blood pressure on these guys has to be through the roof. Because anytime mm-hmm. you poke them with anything, <laughs> blood geysers out like a fucking <laughs> like a water fucking weasel has burst, just spraying out fucking at a flat plane, never hitting you strangely enough, but just gushing outwards. <laughs> and he, uh, he's very clearly injured. I'm determined. I will hold on. Right. I'm determined. It's not going to stop me. I'll fucking put subtitles on the podcast. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That brings us to the skeleton in with the uh, Jimi Hendrix afro and the prince outfit coolly saunters over uh, the gap between the boats, stands on the edge, locks eyes with you, Baba, and does just a power riff on his bladed guitar uh, and uh, strikes a pose. And I need you to make a, a dissonant whispers. Oh, no. going to be a wisdom saving throw, I believe. It is. <laughs> As the discordant tunes of what it would sound like if a skeleton could sing like a James Brown esky little fucking jive, we got a little bit of a little, definitely a little bit of a funk lick to it in true Prince fashion. But the uh, the hissing intonations from a fleshless throat bring James Brown just a little bit more to mind for some reason. That would be a nine. Okay, that'll fail. It will. <laughs> oh no, not Binks booze. <laughs> <laughs> Baba doesn't like it. <laughs> no, sir. Baba takes 12 psychic damage and must immediately use his reaction if available, which it's not because you're shielded Todd. Oh, my God. I forgot how long ago that was he shielded me. Yeah. This is all the same round, huh? Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. <laughs> a lot of people. Yeah. Yes, this is a lot of people. I started in the middle of the fight, got beat up there, moved to the edge, getting beat up. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, so Spooky Leo goes, oh dear, this is very bad for Spooky Leo. He looks up at you, Eldrin, and lightning streaks out down from the sky and strikes you. And it is the most unpleasant sensation you have ever felt in your entire life. Mm. As if you were hooking up uh, Christmas lights and didn't realize the bulb wasn't screwed all the way in as you plugged it in to test them and you were gripping it. And just your hand, your bow hand radiates with waves of energy and you are healed for... There's some shitty rolls, Spooky Leo. 13 points of healing. Oh, this feels actually better. <laughs> spooky Leo. I would have I taken that Spooky Leo. What? <laughs> Did somebody say something? Spooky Leo, I could use some help. What? <laughs> Who said that? I'm on the ground. Wait, oh. The one person on the ground. Like, <laughs> Oh, he fell down over there. That's not good. <laughs> you should use the railing. They have these railings for a reason. And you see Spooky Leo walking towards the front of the boat like a little kid in a pool who can't swim. He's just had his hand on the railing the entire time. That's what the railings are for, for safety. (laughs) My turn's up. That was my healing spell that I was casting on um, the guy up there. Thanks. I really need to learn your names. (laughs) That'll bring us back to the top of the order. You know, the best part of playing with Jamie and Harlan is they can both be supremely overconfident and terrifyingly assured of their own destruction from second to second. And that's the emotional roller coaster that just brings joy to this cold, the cold lump of obsidian that I keep in my chest cavity in place of a heart.
Real quick, want to say thank you to our patrons who support the show, helps us bring everybody bigger and better content. So, Daniel, Todd did a lot of uncanny dodging this episode, but you know what he's not dodging? His admiration for you and your support of him because of how important he is. Look, he's a fucking egomaniac, but at least he's an egomaniac that recognizes the people that support him, but also possibly for selfish gains. We'll see how that, that whole merch thing goes. A roboticized private eye. Bryce, Cosmic Worm, Dido, Dean, Dreken, Eric. I wonder what kind of magical yarn Eldrin can get, and what would it do to Todd if he wore a hat made with it? Challenge accepted. Korobe Nikki, Lurgnag, Lonely Sexed Flamingo, Miles. Despite Moyle's ongoing attempts to fuck a boat, he wants you to know you're his first love. Gair, the Sleepy Norwegian, Hannah, Yogan, Kalivi Helvetti, Loki the Angry Dwarf. Hey, new patron Martian. Welcome aboard, sir. Ren, the Badger 1230. Thomas, Elder doesn't have to climb up to a crow's nest to see how much you mean to him. But then again, he really didn't have to climb up in that crow's nest this episode either, and it really just resulted in him getting shot. So I guess the moral of the story is don't look. Are we doing morals now? Andrew, Bill, Window Lickers Anonymous. If fate was forced to choose between any of you and fireballing Spooky Leo or the boat, he'd probably still save Spooky Leo first. I mean, who the fuck doesn't love that guy, apparently? But, you know, you guys would be second, and then the boat, and then the rest of the party, and and then Todd. But man, you guys are on the podium at least. And then Ben, Gibbons Camp, Matt, Professor Flattop, Saga, Zork Fox, and resident alpha patron Lee, not even Agnes can deny how much your support means to Baba. And, you know, she's needlessly contrarian, probably because Baba killed her, which will generally sour somebody's opinion on someone and their associates. But, you know, but that's how clear your support is. So, hey, what are these people, these fine people, and we mean fine in every possible pandering sense of the word, get for supporting the party of five? Special bonus audio content like the MVP and full unedited pre-roll. Special video content like the Tournament of Champions. And access to the VODs for our past creative content. Collaborative content's always going to go up on YouTube, but only the patrons get to see the creative content in the past. About to release a ton of new DM notes as we get to the end of Baba's campaign in the next session or two. Bonus lore content additional cast interviews, just an an absolute ton of stuff. So head on over to patreon.com forward slash GMDLcast to check out what you can get for supporting the Party of Five. And look, understand if you can't support financially right now, it is going to be a challenging time for the next 12 months or so. You can still help out. You can still help the show. Help us grow. Tell someone about the show. That's all it takes. Friend, family, coworker, put it on your Tinder profile if you're single. You'd be surprised at the effect it can have. One in five people choose their next podcast based off of the recommendation on someone they know. One in five. If we don't get those recommendations, that's like losing one of the party of five. Like fate. And who would have caused me to stumble ass backwards onto a flat earther mailing list if it wasn't for fate? And the aggravating thing is I can't even kill his character out of spite now because you guys would call me on it. Or can I? 
Anyway, I've got some plotting to do, so going to wrap it up for this week. As always, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support. And hope you enjoyed the show. Mm-hmm.